0: Good morning everybody good morning hi Megan how are you today all right for those of you that join us online we uh, are glad to see y'all back after a couple of weeks being off um, for those of you that do not know brother Chris has come home so let's give the Lord a hand for that amen they uh, they got home yesterday afternoon and at this point, they're asking for no visitors due to the rising COVID. Uh, they, will, uh, they will see us, I'm sure, in a few weeks. The, there is a meal plan going on. Uh, that the, It's on Facebook if you want to sign up for that. They've got a schedule of, of uh, people that want to provide meals for them. They said right now they're good on food, so they don't need anything at this moment. Uh, they want to say thank you for all the cards, all the texts, all the calls, especially the whistling, the... Uh, for those, I called him on his birthday and I, I whistled to him, and uh, he hung up. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, but it is good to have him back home. God does miraculous things, and we're we're so excited that they're back home. I know they are because the they got to sleep in their own bed last night. I see Will back there. It's good to have you back today, Will. Uh, there are a few other announcements, and be thinking if I miss any because I've only got two more here. The, uh, the youth, we have a pool party this Wednesday night from 6.30 to 8 We'll be at the Mansfield's home, and I'll, I'll get you the address to that. Um, it's in the newsletter, which is online. Uh, it'll be 6.30 to 8.00. We're going to do pizza and uh, some drinks and just kind of hang out at the pool there. Um, senior adults, is it August 4th? Okay, August 4th, and what time are you all going to leave here? Okay, leave here at 12, and then after the supper, go eat somewhere there in Jackson for supper. Uh, so uh, the, is it sign-up still going on for that, or is it? Okay, so can't sign up anymore, but for those of you that you have, know you're leaving on the 4th at 12 o'clock. I'll drive you over there and, and pick you up. Uh, any other announcements that I'm missing? Okay, July 26th, they're going to Ripley. That, is that a Wednesday? What is that? Uh, month? Okay, that's a Tuesday, the 26th. The, the kids are going to Ripley Water Park, so you'll need to be signed up for that, letting uh, Megan know that your kids are going to be going. And I assume you all have pizza. Always have pizza there. All right. Well, it is good to have you here. If I could have our ushers come forward, we'll go ahead and take up our morning offering. Uh, of course, no services throughout the month of July. We'll start those back in uh, in August. And our mission team—I know we hadn't seen anybody in the month of July other than the ones that were on that team—we uh, will be giving a report, uh, giving a testimony time during the month of August on that. I think the first Sunday of August. Uh, but uh, let's go to the Father together. Father God, we come to you this morning. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given us, Lord. Uh, You are so gracious to us. Uh, You have blessed us uh, to live in a great country. Lord, you've blessed us to be able to meet together today, and you've blessed us financially. Lord, this is just a a time for us to give back to you that which is already yours, and we thank you uh, for the privilege to give back to you, Lord. We thank you that Brother Chris is home, and uh, just excited to have him back. Lord, I pray for continued healing there. And uh, also lift up Daniel Lewis to you as well as he's continuing to recover from surgery. And Lord, just I pray you'd be with him and uh, give him a great support team there to help him through this. Lord, we pray that you bless the offering now and uh, use it for your glory. And we ask it all in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.
1: is coming over the world victorious power and glory unto the lord belong praise him praise him tell of his excellent greatness praise
0: him praise him ever in joyful song amen well it is Again, good to see you here this morning. In just a second, we're going to to greet one another. Uh, Normally, that means a a hug and a handshake, but this morning, because of the the way COVID has seemed to be increasing, let's just kind of do a knuckle bump or elbow bump or just from a distance, wave at somebody. So let's stand and, and greet one another as our instrumentalists play, and we'll sing together in just a minute. glad that we can gather together today to to praise Him. And even when we run out of breath, we can still praise Him. Amen? Amen.
1: (laughs) He came to live, live a perfect life. He came to be the living Word, our light. He came to die, so we be reconciled, he came to rise, to show his power and might. That's why we praise him, that's why we sing, that's why we offer him our everything. That's why we bow down and worship this king, that he gave his everything, Cause he gave his everything. came to live, live again in us, he came to be. this key, of he gave his everything because he gave his everything
0: we come before you again this morning and we want to just uh, adore you to worship you lord to give you the worth that is yours and uh, that is why we have come together today it's great to to see each other it's great to, to have larry here preaching but lord we are here to to worship you and you alone and we uh, pray that as larry brings the message father help us just to listen attentively to to, uh, to glean what you want us to hear from the messages you've laid upon his heart today lord we thank you again uh, for the the blessings that you've given us, Lord, and just how you continue to take care of us. We love you today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Larry, I assume you're already up here. I'm up uh, here, man. <laughs> of course, Larry's been here more than I have this this month of July, I think. So, uh, brother, you just go ahead and uh, give us a message that
2: God has laid on your heart, and we'll listen attentively. Thank, Thank you, you. Appreciate it. Well, good morning. All right, let's do a little better than that. Good morning. Good morning. There you go. Good deal. Well, I am glad to be with you today. I, I uh, kept looking to see if, uh, and I know he's listening, so I can say this and he'll hear it. I kept looking to see if the low life tried to slip in, and he better stay at home. But uh, we, we are so thankful, so, so very thankful. And, and I, as I was preparing and thinking about uh, today, uh, I'd, I'd already talk, uh, thought about a, a message on praise if you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalms 150, that's where we'll be looking. But thinking about praise and, and uh, had no idea uh, that we could add to that praise at the fact that Chris would be home. And we're praising the fact that everything was going well and God was using uh, all his abilities uh, to heal and to work and to protect he and Pam. Uh, but, but the fact that he would be home today, that's an exciting thing. Uh, but but I want to tell you something. First, Baptist was I was thinking about this praise not only to praise of the fact of what was taking place in the life of Chris, but just just for the fact that you and I as believers need an attitude of praise, and and to think about your church and the things that have been going on. With you you still had a great mission trip. You, you've you've had a, a lot of exciting things taking place. There are lots of good things. Uh, you know, I, I think Brian just. You know, he was chosen to. Every time there's an outbreak of COVID, he's just going to get it. You know, uh, but but he does okay with it and keeps bouncing and keeps kicking and uh, you know. But but all kinds of things that you could think of, that that we could praise God for, and and so as, as I as I was thinking about this and 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 then of course like I said, adding the fact that that uh, that Chris was doing so well and. And doing so good, and now as as even home, I I want us, though, to really zero in on the fact that we do need to have, every day of our lives, an attitude of prayer. Fanny Crosby, you probably will recognize that name, was probably one of the most prolific uh, writers of hymns in in our history, in our day. Uh, But at six weeks of age, she was blind. He became blind after she was six weeks old. Here's what Fanny Crosby said. It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life. And I thank him for this time. If perfect earthly sight were offered me tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might not, not, I might not have sung hymns to the praise of God if I had been distracted the beautiful and interesting things about me Wow if I could have accepted she said blindness if it had been offered or sight had been offered to me I would have denied it because I wouldn't want it to have been distracted you know I, I thought about this old story I've, I heard it a million years ago and I've told it 4 million times but of a senior adult Sunday school class who had their prayer time before the lesson, and they went around the room and shared their prayer request, and all of them had an ailment or a, something going on. It came back to the teacher, and she said, Well, you know, arthritis is affecting this hand, and rheumatism's in my back. I've got gout in my right leg and my right foot. My, I have cataracts, and my daughter just told me this week that she really wants my hearing to be tested, but praise God I can still drive my car. <clears throat> you know, and some of us sometimes we show up at church with a headache and we've told 14 people, oh, we've got a terrible headache and that music was so loud and that, that guy won't stop talking up there. My head is killing me. But when you showed up at church without a headache, did you walk in and say, praise God, look at what God's done for me today. We live in such a negative world that all we want to do are talk about those things that are negative and not not good for us. We we want to expound on those. (coughs) But, folks, we need to stop and really think about all the things that we have to praise for. Did you just take a breath? Your heart's still beating? I'm praising God for the fact that I do really believe some of you, as well as I know you, you do have a brain, and I thank God for that. We need to be in an attitude of praise, folks. And, and you know, I, I, I know, listen, I know we desperately need rain, but you know what? I'm still going to praise God whether we get it or not because he knows better than we do. And he did say he did say, Paul said in the book of Philippians that my God will supply all your needs. So I, I you know, now I, I want the farmers and I want those guys to. I, I'm not sure I want it to rain at my house. I've enjoyed not having to mow my grass. I'm praising the Lord. Hadn't had to buy that gas, hadn't do any of that stuff. But we need an attitude of praise. Fanny Crosby said, if I'd been distracted by the beautiful and interesting things about me, might not have done all that I did for the Lord. Where's our focus today? What are we really focused on? I remember my mother-in-law saying, probably 17 years ago, and I I may have shared this with you before, but I'm going to share it again anyway, but my father-in-law died. father-in-law had been a pastor for years and had served churches and, done this and done that, Did led revivals, Bible conferences, clinics, one thing or another. And when he died, my mother-in-law said to my wife and her two brothers, now is the time that we're going to praise the Lord and live before folks how we've been telling folks they should live. Now, she wasn't excited that Jimmy, as she called him, I called him Preacher, Died, but to praise the Lord of the fact she knew where he was. And all those hundreds of people that he'd been telling about Jesus all those many years, he was now in the presence of God. That's a praise, folks. Where, where is our focus? Some, I, I, I'm, I am going to get to Psalms 50, I promise, but I want to lead you, I want to make you really understand the fact that we need to be in an attitude of praise. Matthew 16, 24 tells us that daily we're to take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow him. Do you know really what that deny means in the Greek? The the greater translation of deny yourself really means get over yourself. Just get over yourself. And some of us have a problem trying to learn to praise the Lord because we can't get over ourselves. We're the most important thing in the world, and if we didn't function, the world would fall apart. Well, I got news for you in West Tennessee vernacular. It ain't true. And we need to be in an attitude of getting over ourselves and, and, praising, and praising the Lord and, and looking for him and the things that he did. In Psalms 85, uh, the, the writer says, Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. In this uh, Psalms 150, we're we're told 13 times. It's It's only six verses, and the writer says 13 times praise him. Praise him. Praise Him. And, and, and I appreciate, Brian, with the music this morning and, and, and went, back, went back a ways with some of those songs. To find, but, but good songs. But to praise Him. So, so where are we to praise Him? Well, look at Psalms 150. Where are we to praise Him? Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty, firmament. Where are we to praise God? We're to praise Him in the sanctuary. What's the sanctuary? Wherever we are. As a believer in Christ, wherever you are, there's the sanctuary. We are told that we are the temple of God. And wherever we are, we are to worship and praise Him. Not just till you wait, wait till you come in here on Sunday morning. And it is not just the music, but it is the whole picture of God. As we, as, we, as we draw close to him, as we draw near to him. And the writer here says, praise the Lord in his sanctuary, in his firmament, everywhere we go. We are to be in all A-W-E, of God. You know what "all" means? Wonder, inspired by authority, by the sacred. To be in wonder of his all. You know, I, I, I'm not looking forward to the day of standing before Jesus to answer for my sin, but I know that when I stand before him, he's probably not, according to Scripture, He's probably not going to say a word. He's just going to look at me, and that's all he's going to have to do. And we need to stand in awe of him and praise him wherever we go, whatever we do, however it stands, and it says, in his firmament. King James says praise him in the firmament of his power. New English translation says praise him in the sky which testifies to his strength. Praise him, praise him. And when we compare all that he's done for us to have a place, there needs to be an attitude of praise. Well, brother, you just don't know what I'm going through. No, I surely don't. But you know what? In that process of going through whatever you're going through, there's a God who is right there with you. He is always there, and we are to praise him. Well, well, well what? Not only where, but what are we supposed to praise? Well, look look at verse 2. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his exceeding greatness. We're we're to praise Him, as we've already talked about, for His creation and for the fact that He's given us a place. We're to praise Him today for His ongoing care. How many in here are not happy, by show of hand, you're not happy that God cares for you? All right. His ongoing care. He never sleeps nor slumbers. His ear is not dull that he cannot hear. He's always there. His care is ongoing nothing that we're going through how many of you could could testify and praise the Lord today for his redemptive work for the very fact that God sent his only son to die down the cross and to give his life voluntarily for you and for me so that if we would believe in him confess him as our Savior ask Him to forgive us and repent of our sins and ask Him to enter into our life and to fill us with the Holy Spirit that we could have not just eternal life, but the Scripture promises us abundant life, life worth living. Praise God for the fact of His redemptive work and the fact that He continues to love and to care. Praise Him for His resurrection. Praise Him for the fact that Scripture tells us that He's gone to prepare a place for us. And he said, if I've gone to prepare a place for you, I'll surely come get you one day. Man, to praise the Lord over the fact that that I know he's already taking care. and, And the scripture tells us that he's there interceding for us every day. Think about the fact that Jesus is there interceding and praying He's there saying, yeah, God, yeah, he is. He is one of ours. I I, I know that Murphy boy has messed up more times than we could think of, but he is one of ours. Forgive him. Love him. and, And give him way past, way beyond that second chance over and over every day. I praise the fact that God doesn't... Just give up on me. And, and he's redemptive and he's working and preparing and, and every day making sure that I have the best that I can have as long as I follow his will. Not just where, not just what, but how. How, how do we praise him? Well, look at, verse, look, look at verse 3, 4, and 5. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with timbrels and and dance, praise Him with strings and pipe, praise Him with sounding cymbals, praise Him with loud, clashing cymbals. Uh, It sounds like we... How are we to praise Him? It sounds like we've got to put together a musical, doesn't it? But the reality is... Singing is a part of it. Music is a part of it. We're told to sing and to praise and be a part of it. But the reality is, what the writer of Psalms is saying here is that we are to praise him with everything that we have. Everything that we have. Can you sing? Can you play an instrument? Can you teach? Can you bake a cake? Can you mow a yard? Can you do anything? We're to praise Him with everything that you have. Everything that we have, we are to do that. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We're to be so full of praise that people think we're crazy. Love that song, Crazy People. Who, who would believe that a man would die on a cross, Crazy People? Who would believe that he could forgive us of our sin, Crazy People? You, you, you listen to it. You look it up and listen to it. We, we are, we are to, to, to live such lives. I, you know the Great Wales Revivals, <clears throat> the Revivals of the of the islands of Wales years ago. It, it's told that, that the police would walk in the little communities and the cities of that area, and, and this revival was breaking. A great awakening was taking place, and they'd see people laying on street benches or, or laying on the, uh, just laid out in the, on the yard or wherever, and the police would go over to those people and would get close enough to smell their breath. And if they smelled alcohol... They would figure that the person was drunk, and they would take them in. But if they didn't smell alcohol, they just would believe that through the power of the Holy Spirit, those people were slain in the Spirit, and they were out falling face down on on the ground and just praying and praising the Lord. Man, what in the world would we do today if that took place? The story of, is told of G. Campbell Duncan, or D- Duncan Campbell, of where he went to preach at a church involved in this, and he 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 had no idea what he was supposed to do. He'd just been told to go to this place, and and when he when he went, he went and preached to a church that was packed, and the windows open, and people outside. He preached with fire and with fervent, and he and he and he knew that what he did was what God had called him to do, and what God had called him to preach. And he gave an invitation, and nobody moved. Nothing took place. The service ended and people left the sanctuary. And when he and the lead deacon of that little church, they had no pastor, walked out of the church and out onto the front porch, there laying on the yard were hundreds of people face down As they moved out of the sanctuary, the power of the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they began to praise God and they fell face down on the ground and began to beg God to do great and mighty things. Duncan Campbell said he asked later, what in the world is going on here? And the wife of that deacon said, Mr. Campbell, I don't really understand it myself, but I know this morning I heard my husband praying And he said, God, I don't know Duncan Campbell. If you want him to come, you send him. And this afternoon, you showed up. That's praise, folks. When we begin to understand that every part of our being, every part of our life, we're to, we're to praise him. We're to sing to him. We're to make a joyful noise. We're to allow people to see that there's something different about us. And it's not what I did yesterday, so this is my confession time. I, I don't like doing this, and I don't know why I did it. I was in no hurry. I wasn't going to the emergency room. I wasn't having a problem. I was going to pick up some chicken to take to somebody that was sick. But the car in front of me, when the light turned green, didn't move. And what did I do? I didn't go, praise God, she's sitting still. I blew my horn. So there's a lady somewhere in Jackson today going, there's some old man in a maroon Dodge pickup that is mean and ugly and nasty because I blew my horn. Was that praise? Not at all. We're to praise him with every fiber of our being is what the writer is saying here. We're to, give, we're to give praise and honor to him. And Psalms 1 begins with a declaration and Psalms 150 ends with praise. And they both connect together that our God is worthy. Whom are we supposed to praise? Are we supposed to praise some favorite sport figure or some gadget that we have or brag about something that we're doing? No. Listen to Psalms 148. Praise the Lord from the earth, you dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind uh, fulfilling his word, mountains and hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth. Praise the Lord. Who are we supposed to praise? We're supposed to praise the Lord Jesus. Brian said this in his prayer a moment ago. Let me tell you, I'm not saying that you will today, so don't misunderstand me. But when you leave church today or any other Sunday or when you leave any other service or any any place where you've been that there's a, a spiritual context to it, if you leave from there... Saying more and only this, man, wasn't that a great Sunday school lesson? Wasn't that a great prayer? Wasn't that that a great sermon? Wasn't that great music? Wasn't that a great special? Wasn't that a great anything? If you say that more and only that without, first of all, and foremost saying, isn't our God great? Then you missed the whole point. You miss the whole point of being together as believers. You miss the entire point of, of singing and reading God's Word and praying and fellowship and encouraging one another because the fact of the matter is, whom do we praise? We praise Him more than anything else. And if anything good took place this morning, it will be because of Him. We're to praise Him. We're to give Him all honor and glory. We're to recognize That he is our God. Revelation 5.13 says, And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Everywhere. Everywhere. It started out every creature which is in heaven and all that are on the earth. We're to praise Him, folks. We're to give a good word for Him, wherever we go and whatever we're doing. So, so why do we praise Him? You know, we we have unfortunately come to the place in our Christian lives where we got to f- we we try to figure out well what's in it for me. We we're so dumb we don't realize what it's in. We've already, if you're a believer, you've already got what's in it for you. You got Jesus. And there's nothing else you need. But we try, to, we try to figure the angles and what's in it for me and what can I get out of it. So, why praise the Lord? Well, look at verse 6. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Let everything that breathes. Why? Why do we pray? Well, these other five verses have said it, other scripture that I've said it. First of all, we praise him because it honors the Lord. You know, we're told over two hundred and fifty times to praise the Lord. Two hundred and fifty times. We're told to praise him. Psalms fifty twenty-three says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, well, I show the salvation of God. Why do we praise Him? Because it honors the Lord. Don't we, don't we want to bring more honor to Him than to ourselves or to anyone else? We praise Him because it honors Him. What other reason do we need? It, it, it honors Him. But, w- but we also praise Him because when we praise Him, it protects our heart and our mind. When we're praising the Lord, we have a lot less time to think about all that ugly stuff that we want to say or do. When we're praising Him, it protects our hearts and our minds. And, and we live in such a, a, a negative, defeated world. <clears throat> now, I, I don't want to make myself sound great, especially if I tell you, I blew my horn a little while ago. But <clears throat> a few days ago, I went to buy my car tags. And, and fortunately, Sharon and, uh, Sharon's car and my truck... They, they, they expire at the same time, so I'm able to just make one trip to the courthouse and buy those tags. Well, I had, I had no idea what they'd cost. I just knew I had to have new tags. Went in <coughs> and told the lady I needed two tags and gave her the little cards, you know, that I got in the mail. And So she started uh, registering it, putting it together. And I had my debit card out, going to pay for them. And she said, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fee if you use your debit card. And there's a discount on the, on the tags, and it so you you know it'll bu- the the fee on the card will be so that you'll lose your discount. I said, well, I'll just pay cash. That's okay. Well, she she made a, a comment about buying the tags, and I said, look, I I have nothing to complain about. I was able to say to you, I can use this card, or I could reach in my pocket and take out cash and pay for. It. And she said, "Well, that's a good attitude." And I said, "Look, I, I, I'm just thankful for the fact. If if you told me they cost two hundred dollars, I wouldn't care for that too much. But I had two hundred dollars to pay for. It. Now I don't know how it worked out. I was poorly surprised uh, that that my, uh, I hope she got it right. Two car tags were." $10.50, not a piece, together. I'm still not sure she got that right, and, and I hope by me saying this she doesn't lose her job, but I'm driving my truck with that tag on it right now and praising God all the way. I don't know how I got that kind of discount, but what I'm trying to make a point to is this, folks. Instead of being negative all the time, instead of you know pulling up to the gas station and looking at the gas price, you know you're going to buy it. Just put it in your tank and say, Thank you, God, that I have a car to drive and a road to drive on and money to pay for it. You know you're going to buy it. You are not going to miss going anywhere. You know, we're, we've, we've become like the lady that she saw her husband driving back out of the garage one day, and she said, Wait just a second. She got her kids together and kind of touched them up and combed her hair and got out and got in the car, got them in the car and got situated. And she said, okay, we're ready to go. And he said, I'm just back in the car out to wash it. She was always going someplace. We're always going. You know you're going to buy the gas. But just thank God that we, that we live someplace that we can, at this point, still afford it. Now, do I like it? No. Do I, do I, I kidded Sharon yesterday. She was making something and she dropped an egg and I said, at $6 an egg, don't you be breaking eggs on the floor. But I was thankful that I could go buy some more eggs. Folks, we need to live in an attitude of praise. We need to realize that that when we praise him, Nehemiah 8 says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Eat. The joy of the Lord is your stronghold. And when we praise him, it brings joy and delight and confidence. And Psalm 16 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. It brings us joy and confidence. Let me tell you two more quick stories. Two from Kenya. Kenya. Several years ago on one of our trips to Kenya, we were planting a new church. We planted actually four on that trip, but the place where I was was a place called where. I was working with two Kenyan pastors they were my interpreters and and you know in Kenya there you say well how- how much farther are we going Oh, it's just there well, just there to that tall, skinny man, meant nothing. But this little, short, fat boy, just there was a long way. And we were always just going, just there. And we at, toward the end of the day, when we were supposed to be gathering back for a worship service, a kind of a crusade, we were going down in this valley, going down this hill, going down, going down, going down. And about halfway down, I realized, in a little while, i got to come back up that thing. We went to a house. There was a man and a, 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 a husband and wife. They, they had a pretty nice little setup. They, they had owned some property, had inherited. You know, the families how when, when a brother dies, the other brother gets his stuff and this kind of thing. And Sony Sugar Company had come in, and there was a, a major, they were making sugar there, so... Sugar cane was just everywhere. And you walk down this little path through the cane fields and you hear all kinds of things slithering on the side of you, Bobby, and you don't know what they are, but you just keep moving. So these folks were a little well off, but they were 80s, almost 90s, in poor health, lived there. A <coughs> few years before that, they shared with us they'd, they'd gotten saved. They'd gone to a revival somewhere in a little town close by us, And heard the gospel, and they'd both gotten saved. But there was no church. Well, where we were planting the church was about seven miles away from where they lived. back up out of that valley. They're almost 90 years old. He's in very poor health. She was bent over and walked with a cane and all these kinds of things. Long story short, they were disappointed that we weren't planting a church there. Pastors promised her, though, that they would continue to minister to them, and they did. But that next Sunday when we went to the church that we had planted, service started at 9 o'clock. 10.30, almost 11, we closed. So the guy that I was with, the uh, uh, the other guy on the team and that I was with, we were waiting to the van to make the round trip back. We were the first ones dropped off. We'd be the last ones picked up. Probably knew it'd be 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon before they got us. So we were just sitting there talking to people and visiting and I looked down that road, an old dirt road. There came that almost 90-year-old lady, bent over with her cane, making it. And she got, she got there, and there were still people getting. You know, they stay all day long. She came in, and I said to the gatherers with me, because he had preached. I said, brush that thing off. We're having church again. Why are we going to do that? I said, I know where that lady came from. And I went over and talked to her. She could understand English pretty well, but, but with an interpreter, I asked her, I said, Why? Why did you make this trip today? Why did you come up from out of there where you were? I know where you were, and I know the struggle that I had, and I, I know how struggled it must have been for you to get out. And that sweet lady looked me in the face and said, Because I needed to be with the people of God and praise him for all that I have. <clears throat> we had church again. And the sermon was really better the second time. Folks, I, I share that story with you from Kenya. There are stories right here in the United States. There's stories right here in Alamo. We could share the story of... of of uh, Chris Rigby, we could share the story of this one and that one and others, but the fact of the matter is, are you here today truly in an attitude of praise, or is this just the Sunday morning thing you do? It could be both. It could be the Sunday morning thing that you do every Sunday, but wouldn't it be great to come with an attitude of praise? and not hit the door, figuring out something you could complain about. Just be thankful for the fact that those things are going on, and they are there maybe to complain about, but praise God you got them. Praise God that you're there. One more quick story. I won't tell the whole story, but a, a young man by the name of Stephen Lowe, many years ago, was, was uh, as a senior in high school, was... Uh, killed in a car wreck, great young man, good Christian man, an Eagle Scout, had shared the gospel with football players that he played football with in high school, had even led, uh, was instrumental in leading one of his coaches to the Lord. His parents had to make the decision he wasn't killed immediately, but he was on life support for several days, and they did everything they could think of and found no no brain uh, waves, nothing going on. Decided to take him off life support and just see. And his parents said, God's in charge of this. Either way, took him off life support. He, he did live for several hours, but ultimately died. Was an organ donor. His parents uh, honored his wish and his desire. And, and his, his, wa- his uh, mother was a nurse. And many years ago, I, I don't know how rigid they still are, but the restrictions were then of, with uh, organ donors, you... You didn't meet the donors. You didn't know who they were. You didn't, you didn't know anything. But at the hospital that Sarah worked at as a nurse, <coughs> every year they had a meeting of recipients. They came for free checkups and counseling. Because and th- those people struggle too because they know someone had to die for them to live. So they go through some things. And, and so little Sarah found out that that group was meeting, and that the man who had received Stephen's heart was there. She went down to the meeting, not to make any contact. Not, she just thought she might visually recognize the person, and they were thrown into a conversation together, and one thing led to another, and he found out who she was. She found out he, who he was, and they talked for a while, and she started to leave. She said, I'm not even supposed to be here. And he said, Well, Miss Lowe, is there anything, anything in this world that I could do for you for all that your family has done for me? And little Sarah Lowe said, but I put my ear to your chest and hear that heartbeat? And he said, sure. Sarah put her ear to the chest and heard that heartbeat and then left. And, it, well, what's that got to do with praise? What's that got to do with what you're talking about? Well, I. I I, I use that story, Danny Sinkfield, who you may know was pastor at Faith Baptist. Paul and Sarah were members at Inglewood for years where I was, and then they moved to Bartlett, and they were... But Danny Sinkfield and I tell this story. We have a patent on it. Not really. But, but I use it to illustrate this. I, I really think that we maybe don't have a heart of praise because we're really not at a place where if the Father, God came to us and said "Could I put my ear to your chest and hear my son's heart beat in you or if I put my ear to your chest will I hear only your heart and your will and your desire and your attitude. Folks I believe for us to come to a place where we are a people of praise and adoration to the Father. We're going to have to come to a place where the only heart that beats inside of us, the only attitude, the only direction, the only will, the only thing that takes place whatsoever is the heartbeat of Jesus. Some of you may be here today and you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior. You need to allow Him to change your life. You need to allow Him to come into your heart and to forgive you and and to make life worth living in. Not just give you eternal life, but give you abundant life. And I I would encourage you today to trust Him as your Savior. Come talk with me or anyone here that you would like to talk with and let them share with you and tell you how you can be saved. And then for those of us who are believers, I'm going to ask you the question as I ask me: what is our focus today? Are we focused on praising the Lord or are we focused on what we want and what we desire? Six verses in the book of Psalms tells us 13 times that we are to praise the Lord. I want us to pray. Brian, you and others come prepare prepare for our invitation. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for all that you've done. God, I, I thank you for the fact that I can call you God and that you are God and that I am not. I thank you that you are in charge, that you still love us and care for us, that You're in the saving business. You still want to bring boys and girls, men and women, to you as their Savior. You still want us as as believers to come to you by faith, to trust you more every day, and to be thankful and to be full of praise for all that you can and will do for us. God, I pray that you would just move in the power of the Holy Spirit in all of our lives, mine included, that we be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We stand to sing our hymn. We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, come to cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you